Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, America. Good afternoon, Rochester, New York. Special episode of the Got Freedom podcast with Chad Hummel, your host here on We the People Podcast Network. We have um, important updates. Many of you have already seen on uh, social media posts uh, important updates to the case involving my client, uh, David Callis. Uh, as many of you know, of course, uh, David is the individual who was unfortunately uh, unlawfully assaulted a couple weeks ago at a Webster Board of Education meeting. I'm going to pause there for a moment while people jump on. If somebody can let me know that the volume is okay, I'm not using our uh, podcast equipment here because uh, those people aren't here today. So I'm just using cell phone technology. So one of the things, um, well, let me back up. For all of those that are jumping on now, thank you. Uh, I see many of you jumping on and I appreciate you coming uh, to get this update. Please share it, get it out there, get the word out there. Um, again, I'm here today, this afternoon to talk about an update in the matter of uh, Dave Callis, my client, who many many of you know or you know of the situation. He attended a Webster Board of Education meeting a couple weeks ago. Um, he went in without a mask on in an act of civil disobedience to the illegal, unlawful, and unconstitutional state mandates. And um, he remained in the building for some time without a mask on and without any issues until suddenly, as many of you have seen on the video, of course, uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, just Google it and go find it, but suddenly um, security guard Ken, I believe his first name is Ken Mancini, M-A-N-C-I-N-I, -I, uh, came up behind him and forcefully uh, ripped the chair out from underneath him. Luckily, uh, quite honestly, luckily for Mr. Mancini's sake, uh, my client was able to get to his feet and not fall backwards and strike his head on the concrete floor. Um, but uh, many of you have seen the video where Mr. Mancini forcefully removed uh, Mr. Callis from his chair. My client uh, gathered his composure, sat back down, you know, attempting to continue to watch the Board of Education meeting where he was scheduled to speak. Uh, and then 
Of course, Mr. Mancini didn't stop there. Mr. Mancini then proceeded to grab my client uh, by the collar, rip his coat off, summon two other security officers, and the three of them uh, essentially rammed Mr. Uh, Callis, rammed him right through the door, right out into the vestibule. Um, and since that time, there's been uh, communication and correspondence between uh, myself, my client, and the Webster investigators, the Webster Police Department and the investigators there who were looking into this matter along with um, District Attorney, Monroe County District Attorney, uh, Sandra Dorley. And, uh, and today we have an update for you on that situation. Uh, Mr. Mancini, my information, my information at this point is that Mr. Mancini was in fact charged today in Webster Town Court. The investigators from the Webster Police Department uh, filed the paperwork in the Webster Justice Court today. And um, Webster Town Justice David Corator, who was on the bench today, was going to be reviewing that paperwork and deciding whether or not to either issue what is called a criminal summons which is essentially known as an appearance ticket. A criminal summons is something that would be mailed to Mr. Mancini uh, with a specific court date. And uh, Mr. Mancini, of course, would have to show up at that court date to be arraigned. Or at the discretion of the court, the court could issue what is called an arrest warrant. And an arrest warrant is what it sounds like. It's a warrant for his arrest. And typically he would be notified by a letter that there's an arrest warrant pending against him and until he turns himself in to the Webster Police Department on that arrest warrant, he would be in jeopardy of being arrested. Now, quite frankly, um, it, this is a harassment charge and I'm gonna get into those specifics in a minute. This is only a harassment charge, uh, which is considered a violation in the law. So more than likely, first and foremost, the judge would not issue an arrest warrant for this, though he could. And second, even if the judge did issue an arrest warrant for this matter, um, the police, the Webster police, the state police, the Monroe County sheriffs probably would not be actively looking to execute this warrant. In other words, they would more or less be patient, give him an opportunity to turn himself in. Uh, you know, if this was a murder case, obviously the police would go find him and arrest him. But if he were pulled over for a traffic infraction and he had not yet turned himself in, the arrest warrant would come up on the, uh, on the police officer's database. And at that point, he would certainly be arrested. But I don't wanna bore you with those details. However, I have seen lots and lots and lots of questions and, um, and misstatements for that matter, misstatements on social media about this particular situation. So. I do want to get some of those details out there uh, for you so that you uh, you individuals here that are, are listening and watching, uh, you're the smart ones. So thank you for doing that. And you are going to be armed. Uh, we, all, we all should be armed, right? Buy more ammo. But you are going to be armed with the correct information so that on social media, when your cousins, sons, daughters, ex-girlfriends, brothers, sisters, cousin, um, tells you that this is not an assault, this is not a battery, this is a felony, this is a murder, um, this is this, this is that, you can tell them, no, you're wrong, because uh, Chad Hummel on the God Freedom podcast explained, us, explained to us exactly what's going on 
and I trust Chad. <laughs> I hope you do. All right. You probably should. No, I'm just kidding. You should. All right. So now I'm going to bore you with some more details uh, because, again, there's lots of misinformation and disinformation. I hate those words, but it, it's the world we live in. There's lots of misinformation and disinformation out there on social media. In fact, I just read some on my Twitter feed and I responded to it. And so I want to go through all the different um, words and scenarios here that matter, like the words criminal assault, battery, harassment, etc. So let me start with this. What Mr. Mancini, the defendant in this case, has been charged with is harassment in the second degree. It is a criminal charge, but if he's found guilty of harassment in the second degree, it is not a crime. Okay? There's a, a little bit of a nuance there in the law. But harassment in the second degree is considered a violation. There are essentially three levels of criminal charges in New York State. Felonies, such as a murder. Uh, misdemeanors, such as a driving while intoxicated or petit larceny. And then there are violations, which uh, is what a harassment is. A violation carries up to 15 days in jail, although it's very, very, very rare that anyone that ever gets charged and convicted with a violation such as harassment would ever see one day in jail, uh, unless they have a pretty lengthy criminal record. Um, so, so that's what he is charged with, harassment in the second degree, that is a violation, all right? It is a criminal matter in a criminal court, in the Webster Town Court. However, it cannot result in a criminal record because it's only a violation. Again, it carries up to 15 days in jail. Okay, so now let me address um, some of the information that has been incorrectly uh, reported and stated, so to speak, out there on, on social media. And many people have said things like, this can't be an assault, this can't be a battery, there's no such thing as a battery in New York State, and so on and so forth. Um, and the reason why um, that's wrong is because it's not true, right, first and foremost. But the, the misunderstanding or the common misconception, um, you know, by a layperson is... There's a difference, of course, between crimes and civil negligence, or what is called a tort, T-O-R-T. Um, a tort is a civil offense, not a criminal offense. So if somebody punches you in the face, even if they are not charged criminally, you can bring a civil action against them. You can sue them. You can hire your own lawyer, and you can sue that person. So in this particular case, Mr. Mancini was not charged with criminal assault because, and I don't want to speak for the prosecutor that, that reviewed this case or for the law enforcement officers that reviewed this case, but I can tell you as somebody who's done criminal defense work for 18, almost 19 years, that the reason why they probably did not charge uh, Mr. Mancini with criminal assault, which is what would have been a misdemeanor, which carries up to a year in jail, uh, is because in order for an assault to stick, ultimately, there has to be a significant uh, physical injury. The statute says there has to be a physical injury, but the case law has defined a physical injury as something that carries with it substantial pain. Now, quite frankly, uh, between uh, my client and his medical professionals, that still remains to be seen. There could be a situation uh, 
ongoing here where where what happened to my client could result in what amounts to uh, serious physical pain. But as it stands now, it doesn't appear that that's what's going on. Um, so there's really no, there's no uh, reason to clamor for assault charges uh, to be filed against Mr. Mancini at this point. It's, prop, it's probably uh, properly charged at this point as a harassment. But there is something called civil assault or a civil battery, all right? In New York State, uh, as in many states, but, but uh, pretty, pretty particular to New York State, there, there are the civil matters that, that, that somebody could sue for. Again, hiring your own lawyer outside the scope of a criminal case, uh, these are civil matters where you could sue for monetary damages, for example. And where things really get kind of confusing, this is where the law is really kind of bizarre, especially in New York State, a criminal assault and a civil assault are two very different things. Same word, assault, and generally the word assault conjures up somebody physically striking somebody and somebody being physically injured. That only is true for the criminal nature of assault. In a civil assault, there actually is no touching at all, right? I could assault you or you could assault me from a civil standpoint without ever laying a finger on me. A civil assault is essentially placing somebody in threat of harm. So if I grab a baseball bat and I chase you with it and I swing at you with it, that could be considered and probably is a civil assault that you could sue somebody for. You could sue for monetary damages. You could go to a jury and say, this guy chased me for a block and swung his bat at me five or six times and it caused me severe emotional distress and uh, PTSD, etc. and I want money. And a jury could give you money. That's a civil assault. There doesn't have to be a physical injury. Uh, there doesn't have to be a finger placed upon you for a civil assault uh, to stick. And there's also something called a civil battery, which again, to make it even more bizarre and tricky, when it comes to trying to uh, sound like you know what you're talking about uh, in New York on these issues, the battery in New York State, the civil battery, that is actually the touching, right? That's more like or more akin to a criminal assault or even a criminal harassment. So a battery in New York State, a civil battery, a negligence lawsuit or an intentional tort lawsuit for battery is you alleging that somebody physically placed their hands on you, right? And they may or may not have caused a specified injury, but um, they've harmed you in some way. They've, they've rendered some sort of offensive contact upon you or some sort of physical harm to your body. That is known as a civil battery in New York State. And, and quite frankly, that's probably what we're looking at uh, in Mr. Callis's case. So again, go watch the video, right? I've given you the definition of what a civil uh, assault is, placing somebody in fear of harm. And I've given you the definition of what a civil battery is. And that's where you actually place your hands on somebody and you subject them to a harmful or an offensive contact and as lay people, you, you are now armed with 
the framework for deciding for yourself, pretend you're the jurors in this case, and you can decide for yourself whether or not there was a civil assault or a civil battery in Mr. Callis' uh, situation where Mr. Mancini rips the chair out from underneath him and then subsequently grabs him by the collar, rips his coat off, and then rams him out the door. Um, I imagine as reasonable jurors, you would conclude that both have occurred, both a, um, a civil assault, he placed Mr. Callis in fear of harm, and a civil battery, where he actually placed his hands on him and committed an offensive and a harmful contact, a harmful touching. So, um, so that, that kind of gives you, uh, in the law we call it a nutshell, that gives you in a nutshell what a criminal assault is, what a civil assault is, and what a civil battery is. And then I'll just quickly circle back to the harassment, right? The harassment, second degree, which is what Mr. Mancini has in fact been charged with. In order for a harassment in the second degree charge to stick, the jury or the judge would have to conclude that um, Mr. Mancini intentionally shoved or struck uh, my client. Um, there is no requirement of a physical injury or any sort of substantial pain. If, if he unlawfully, intentionally shove or struck my client, um, that would give rise to a conviction for harassment in the second degree. So, at this point, I would say, do you have any questions? But the problem is, I'm using my cell phone here and I can see the thread I can see the, the question scrolling, but I can only see a couple at a time. So for those of you that may have asked questions, I'm sorry, um, don't really know how to scroll back and look at your questions. But if anyone wants to jump in now with a specific question, um, I'll stick around here for a few minutes, try to answer some of those questions. Uh, Ashley's asking, can your client sue the district? Absolutely. Um, there's a couple a couple different legal theories there. And and hold on, I'll, I'll pause there for a second. Does this mean the school's off the hook? The questions are gonna kind of scroll through here, so I'm gonna have to try to write them down or remember them. So the school district is not off the hook to answer that question. Um, and the school district can be on the hook from a civil standpoint. And there are many different theories there, uh, but right now I'd rather not uh, get into what those are. I, I can only tell you that there are certainly legal theories um, that are very probable and very likely um, in which the school district can ultimately be held liable uh, for this individual's conduct and possibly based on ongoing investigations for their own conduct, right? There is something called vicarious liability where you are liable for the conduct of your agent. So if you hire a store clerk to run your store counter and that store clerk um, does something illegal or improper to a customer, it, it, you could be as the store owner vicariously liable for their conduct. There are also there are also situations where, as the store owner or as the school district, you would not be liable for the conduct of your agents or your employees. Um, so we are actively investigating those particular uh, scenarios, and there uh, there will be more to come on that later. But uh, the school district is definitely not off the hook. Ashley, uh, great question uh, there again, Ashley. Uh, and does the employee still work for them? Um, that I don't know yet. 
I've seen some uh, statements or I've seen some comments on social media over the past 48 hours. A couple of individuals, I don't know who they are, so I have no idea uh, how credible their information is, but I have heard from a couple individuals that this individual is no longer uh, working in the school district. Uh, I don't know if that means he's been fired. I don't know if that means he's been put on unpaid leave or paid leave, or if it's just not true at all. Um, so I don't know, unfortunately, the answer to that question. Uh, Vicki, hi Vicki, how you doing? Uh, Vicki's a, Vicki says she's a concerned citizen. Vicki's actually, uh, in my opinion, one of the, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the best citizens in Monroe County um, throughout the course of all this COVID nonsense. Vicki's been on the front lines of a lot of these fights, but Vicki says, concerned citizens would like to see a public apology to your client and that Mr. Mancini be put on unpaid leave. Uh, absolutely. Again, without getting into too many specifics, uh, too many conversations that I can't reveal between uh, my client and myself, Vicki, you are, uh, suffice it to say, you are pretty spot on with your, with your statement there as to what we're looking for, what my client's looking for. Um, I covered uh, everything I want to cover, I believe, so I'll just give a real quick and brief recap, and then if I see any more questions on here, I'd love to uh, answer them for you. But um, as of a few hours ago, my information that I received directly from the Webster Police Department was that they filed formal, formal criminal charges, harassment in the second degree against uh, Mancini. I apologize, I should know his first name by now, but I, I don't know for sure, so I don't want to misstate it. Uh, hopefully I didn't already misstate it, but his last name is definitely Mancini, M-A-N-C-I-N-I. -I. Formal charges, harassment in the second degree were filed against him today in the Webster Justice Court. His uh, matter went in front of uh, Justice David Corator, who is going to decide, uh, perhaps he's already decided uh, whether or not to issue uh, what's called a criminal summons or an appearance ticket, or perhaps issue an arrest warrant where uh, Mr. Mancini would be notified that there's a warrant out for his arrest, and he can either at that point voluntarily turn himself into the Webster Police Department, uh, be booked, photographed, fingerprinted, like they did to me when I didn't wear a mask um, outside 150 feet away uh, from everybody. Um, it's, it's fun. It's fun to go to the police department, have your fingerprints uh, taken, uh, have your mugshot taken uh, by a bunch of uh, police officers who don't have masks on as they're arresting you for not wearing a mask. Um, I mean that with all due respect to the police officers. While I don't agree with everything they do, they do have a tough job. Um, and uh, But that's, that's a conversation for another podcast. So the update is, Charges have been filed against Mr. Mancini, the security guard who um, assaulted and battered my client. Uh, he's charged with harassment in the second degree, and he will have a court date very soon, I imagine, and he may actually be physically arrested, depending upon how Judge Corator proceeds with the paperwork today. Uh, Tammy, uh, Tammy Conley asks, is it true that the Board of Ed told him to do it? I mean that it makes... I mean that, that it makes any less of a crime. Don't understand the rest of what was just said there, but um, we do have information that we are receiving 
and evaluating uh, on whether or not somebody on the school board or somebody with some authority at the school district uh, requested or essentially conspired with uh, Mr. Mancini um, to do this, to do what you saw on the video. None of that has been uh, established as, as truth yet. We're taking a look at that, certainly. It's uh, certainly important information that we're evaluating. Thank you uh, again for watching. This is Chad Hummel on our uh, Friday afternoon special edition here of the God Freedom Podcast. I just wanted to jump on here and update everybody on the status of the matter of Dave Callis, who was uh, unfortunately um, forcefully yanked from his chair at a board meeting a couple weeks ago when he was um, simply engaged in civil disobedience, right? It's what you're supposed to do. When you disagree with something that is patently illegal and unlawful and unconstitutional, you are not supposed to comply. You can if you want, right? You, but uh, if you want to exercise your constitutional rights, uh, stand up for yourself, stand up for your fellow Americans, stand up for your own children, you do what Dave Callis did, right? What Dave Callis did at that board meeting um, was as American as apple pie right? It was American as a Game 7 of, of the World Series. I'd say the Game 7 of the Stanley Cup, but that's kind of Canadian-ish. Although those freaking Canadians right now, man, they might want to we, we might want to rename their country America uh, the way they're standing up, right? Prayers to the truck drivers. Thanks to the truck drivers up there in Canada for doing, uh, doing the dirty work to fight for all of our rights. It's coming to America soon. I believe March 2nd, truckers in America are going to do the same thing. Go Canada. That's right. You bet. Okay. So I wanted to keep this to about 10 or 15 minutes. Um, I get long-winded. I probably already blew past that. Thank you for joining me. I hope you all have a great weekend. And um, if I get a chance later on, I'll take a look at the, at the thread here. There was probably lots of questions that I missed. And I'll do my best at some point this weekend to respond to, uh, to any questions. So thanks again for joining me. Chad Hummel, Got Freedom Podcast, We The People Podcast Network. Thank you to Dave Callis for standing up for all of our rights. You all have a great weekend. Bye now. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.